Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path of recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Yeah, let's join them at the coffee shop. How you doing, man? Man, it's always fantastic. Always great to be back in the coffee shop. Which one's Glenn? God, this uh, this studio is so sexy. Yeah, it is nice. What do you it's, mean? What, what do you mean? Which one's Glenn? Well, I, you know, I just want to make sure. Usually, we say, "Hey, Glenn, how you doing?" Hey, Mikey. You know, the hey, Mikey. people are not going to know who's who's who. <clears throat> They know. They, Trust me. They, they, know. they know. My mom knows. It's out there on the bathroom walls. They, they know. Oh, jeez. <clears throat> so the studio, man, it's looking super sexy. There's, there's more equipment in here than a Hollywood studio. I know, right? Yeah. We always talked about going video. I think we did the wise choice just keeping audio. I got a face made for audio. Yeah, but people engage in different ways. Yeah, true. You true. know, people engage in different ways. Some like vodka, some like whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> well, like, you know what's funny? You some said like lattes, some like coffee. You said to me, you, "This is just the way my brain works." Because right before we went live, you you said, "Oh, I got to get the lid off my coffee." And I'm like, "Lid? I haven't heard that term since the '70s. That's what they used to call a bag of pot, a lid." I never did pot, so I don't. I uh, didn't know that. Well, you know, I know that. Hey, man, I was golfing with a guy yesterday, man. He said, "He said, yeah, I just really feel like getting high right now." <laughs> I mean, a high level business guy. I'm like, okay. What? <laughs> he did, but okay. What that you know of? I mean, you don't know what's in no, those I, vapes. Hey, I don't know what was in those gummies he was eating. Yeah, I, yeah. Thought, I thought they were just sugar gummies. Who knows? You know, right away, I'm going to take it to a serious note. But you know, oh, we are. Yeah, I referenced the '70s, and you know, back in the '70s, I I indulged. There's a there's a line by Leonard Skinner in a song, and it says, "I've done everything in my life. There's things that I've done twice. That's my right. You you got that right." And, and I would do, you know, I did a lot of experimentation in the 70s. And it's so different today, Glenn, because in the 70s, you, there wasn't a danger zone. You kind, you kind of knew there, yeah. were, there were guardrails, at least. You were getting pharmaceutical. Wait, now you're wait not getting you mean the that. dealers had integrity back then? <laughs> well, no, they, were, they just operated differently. Um, right. But now with this fentanyl, it's showing up everywhere and, you know. These kids are looking to get high or relieve pain, and they're and they're getting dead. It's terrible. It's just terrible. Yeah, I'm, the numbers uh, are staggering. I would uh, kind of glad I'm at where I'm at right now. Right, kinda. <laughs> are you kind of yeah, glad? Well, well, you sit there and say, you know, I'm glad I did things once or twice. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things I did, and I was glad for. You know, mm-hmm. but I'm glad where I'm at today. Yeah. You know? Oh, totally. It's great to be back in the coffee shop. Hey, let's unpack that a bit today. Less. Yeah. So you uh, we you rang the bell uh, recently. Yeah, I rang the uh, bell recently. Yeah. Had uh, eight years. Eight years of sobriety. Continual, too. That's <clears throat> impressive. I mean, I... Yeah, know, I used to add them up. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> I used to just take breaks and then add them up. I had three one years. Breaks called relapses, but... Right. No, I did. I, you know, I celebrated eight years. Um, still haven't got my coin yet. I guess I'll go tomorrow in okay, person and get good. a coin. Yeah, go to the Sunday morning. I'll see you there. <clears throat> yeah, I'll, I'll go and get my coin. And uh, but man, I, you know, I'll tell you what. I, I spent some time the other day. Maybe we can chat about it. I just spent some time the other day thinking, eight years. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I mean, I start to break things up in percentage and say, well, what part of my life was, you know. But my life is absolutely, totally different today than it was eight years ago. Yeah, right. I mean, mar—I mean, not marginally. It's magnificent Mm -hmm. how my life has changed. Well, do me a biggie. Um, You know, I didn't know you eight years ago. I I came to know you about Uh five. You want me to paint you a picture? Yeah, about five and a half. So kind of. Why don't we just spend a couple of minutes painting the picture of where you were eight and a half years ago, eight eight years and a couple of days ago? Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I got some frogs in my throat here this morning. I have can't. no drug reference on frogs in the throat. <laughs> I Sorry. can't drink my I can't drink my coffee because uh, it's too hot. Oh man! <clears throat> excuse me, everybody. <coughs> We've never edited it out, but we might have to kill the maybe cough. it's time. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, first of all, I laugh because you, when, when you talk about the 70s, you know, I, I've been driving around with, with my daughter. She's uh, now a senior uh, in high school. And uh, all her favorite songs are from the 70s. I know, right? Well, we did I'm something like, right. I said, yeah. That's my high school song. Yeah, right. That's my me, high school song. Hey, give me song. my music back. I know, crazy. So, all right, let me, um, let me start painting the picture. So I'm just going to throw some stuff out, jump in, and... and Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but but just as we were coming on, and and maybe we can finish with this. But um, you know, for the folks out there, you know, I'm I'm going to paint a picture of eight years ago, <clears throat> and I'm going to paint a picture today. Um, and and I understand there's probably people that can relate because they're living what I lived eight years ago. Mm-hmm. I understand that. We, we have a lot of sober curious, a lot of struggling folks that, mm-hmm. that plug in and listen to us because they, they reach out and tell us. <clears throat> um, so the only thing that I was thinking is, um, you know, and I'll touch on it a little bit, but um, my, my alcoholism was progressive. Mm. It got progressively worse over time. I didn't go from high-flying executive to homeless in a week. But you did go from a high-flying executive to homeless. I did. How long did it take you? Probably 10 years. Okay. Roughly. Mm -hmm. And um, I also lost things. So so not only did my alcoholism get worse, my drinking got worse. I, I drank more. I got more shakes. I had more negative physical effects, mental effects, you know, progressively worse and i think the brain kind of helps you settle in and say okay this is my new my new normal mm-hmm. you know my life is half shit okay i'm i'm i still got some some good stuff going on <clears throat> i can deal with the half shit mm-hmm. right but then it keeps getting worse and worse and worse and, and until you finally sit there and say i i don't know what to do next right um and i lost things more and more and more along the way you know, physical things. I was going to say physical or, or yeah, like material mm, things. Yes. You know, so so I, I let me just paint a kind of just do some bullet points. Mm. It might paint a picture, right? Um, <clears throat> so then I was a crippling alcoholic. What what that man is? Oh, never heard that term. Yeah, I, a crippling alcoholic. I I I couldn't function. I couldn't live without the next drink. I couldn't live with the next drink. Um, physically I was shaking if I would go without booze for four hours. I mean, I was shaking. Um, I mean, I just, I just couldn't. And and I had to go somewhere to get help. 
every time I wanted to stop drinking, every time I drank, I wanted to stop drinking, I had to go get help. I had to go to a medical facility, a hospital, detox, whatever. And you hated the shakes, too. I've heard you reference that oh a my bunch. God. Of, you I mean, prayed. Just, you prayed to just get rid of the shakes. I mean, I just... And, and, and that was... Because I couldn't handle that, I just kept drinking. Because mm-hmm. booze was the only... And then it just kept perpetuating itself. It's crazy, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> but then... So, you know, I just had to have that next drink. And, and then... All the emotions came along with it, right? Um, you know, all the fun words. Pain, remorse, you know, self-hate, regret, loathing, blah, blah. You know, mm-hmm. I just I just hated myself. I just, I was just lost. Did the alcohol take that away momentarily? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. Okay. So, so you're like, so you weren't cycle. remorseful. You weren't painful because you were intoxicated. Comfortably numb. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's um, a song. Yeah. Um, which I have a funny story I'll tell you later on that. Um, and, um, you know, I had poor sleep. Um, you know, I probably slept. I, I'm not even sure if I slept. I, I, I would, out. yeah, I would pass out for two hours. I'd wake up and, and, and I'd be all agitated and, you know, stressed and, and, and I drink again, right? Mm-hmm. I pass out for another two hours. But from what I hear, that's not quality sleep, right? Today I get quality sleep. Um, I, I kind of wish I, <clears throat> that I wore my Fitbit back then so I could, See what my numbers were, and how many steps I take today? Eight. Yeah, I mean literally. I mean, there are some times I never got out of bed. Four to the bottle, four yep. back to right. Sometimes I went to the bathroom. Sometimes I slept in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You know, it was terrible. Um, poor eating. You know, I I remember I would go thirty days without eating. I mean, I would just drink. Um, so I was in poor physical shape, um, basically homeless. So eight years ago, I was in a relationship. Uh, it, it was not a good, it was a toxic relationship. That's probably the best way to put it. Um, and I knew I had to get out, you know, and, and, and circums- you know, lo- looking back, um, you know, that, that drove a lot of, I mean, that, that was fuel for my alcoholism. That was fuel for my emotional imbalance, my, my emotional pain, whatever, angst, whatever. And, and, and that fueled a lot of my relapses and drinking and, you know. So, so I knew I had to get out of there. So eight years ago, I, I got out of there. Um, physically. Physically moved out. I read a book called Never Go Back from Dr. Henry Cloud. Mm-hmm. And boy, it helped me. He said, look, your, months, you, you, your life's going to be shit for six months. Get out. Never go back. And trust me, your life will turn around in six months. Mm-hmm. He said, you'll be amazed at how great your life is. And he was right. But, well, mostly right. Happened in five months, mm-hmm. not six uh, but it really helped me get out of that relationship. So when I got out of that relationship, I was homeless. I had no place to go. So, but you had a pile of money. No, I, I, I really didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I probably at that point had $4,000 to my name. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had burned through everything. That couldn't, couldn't get you six months of rent. <clears throat> no. And, it, it, and so my, my genius idea at that time when I left, I said, hey, I will go um, – I'll go find a sober living place. Because mm-hmm. I actually looked at this nice little condo down the river, and the only thing I could think of is I will be drunk in mm-hmm. two days. Mm-hmm. And I th- I will die in this condo. The environment was just wrong. It was just re- ripe for It was perfect. Relapse. Yes, And right. it was perfect for right, relapse. Right. right. It was perfect soil. So, so I said, hey, I'll go into sober living. So... You know, so I made a decision. Hey, I'm leave this relationship. I'm going to move out of here. I'm going to move into sober living. You know, um, 
and and that was my plan. And then I relapsed really bad, and I you know relapsed in our work conference, six hospitals across the country in one week, and I landed up in an eight day detox. And then instead of going into the sober living part of this program, I went into the thirty day rehab again part of this program, and then three months, you know, I went into. Um, sober living. Mm-hmm. So I, I was basically homeless. I mean, I, I had a decision, am I going to go into this, you know, rehab again and then the sober living? Or there was a uh, place called Lazarus House and uh, and I was, you know, with bunk beds. Mm-hmm. And they really worked with men, kind of rehabilitate their lives, you know, get them, help them get them back on their feet. So, I mean, I kind of had a, you know, a why in the, you know, a fork in the road mm-hmm. and, and a decision. So I, So I went to the to the rehab mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then three months of sober living. But you know, I had no job at that moment. You know, I moved out and, and I had no job. I had no money. I had like four grand. And when I went into that program, I think they took 3000 of it. Right. Mm-hmm. How were you doing emotionally? Well, that's my, my, my next one, man. I was lost. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I had no relationships. I was at the bottom. I felt like a zero. I couldn't believe I was at where I was at. I, I mean, I, I just, like, my, my self-reflection, I was like, I, I just can't even believe this stuff, right? Um, I had no purpose. Mm. I had no reason to wake up in the morning. I had a little bit of hope, but no purpose. And I sat there, and I'm like, you know what? It was easily identified as my bottom. Let me back you up a second. Mm-hmm. You said you had a little bit of hope. Can you go back to that moment and tell me what were you hoping for? I mean, what, what what was the string of hope that you had that there was that there was a, another bottle at the end that there was another relationship? No, I, what what I were you knew, hoping for? I knew the bottle was not the answer. The bottle was a coping mechanism because I didn't have the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I was on my counselor's floor after an eight day very painful detox, um, you know, I sat on his floor. I couldn't even sit in a chair. I sat on his floor, and 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 he looked at me. He goes, Glenn. Do you have hope? Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, I think I got a little bit of hope. He goes, that's all we need. Okay. That's all we need. <clears throat> and, and so my, my hope was that somebody out there had a solution for me. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. And so that is clearly identified. Maybe in the moment, you know, I kind of knew, hey, this is, my, this is my place in life where I change gears. Mm-hmm. Right, I, I, you know, I don't know. Looking back, it was absolutely my uh, bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I surrendered, and, and and from that day forward, I started living in in, in the solution, not just knowing the solution. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing you hear big people that know the big book and spew the big book, but they don't live it, mm-hmm. or they they plug in AA as just a piece of their life. Mm-hmm. You know, sobriety is my life. Mm-hmm. So, so that was then. I mean, I. I Without doing a ton of drunk logs, I mean that's it, it was it was bad as it could get. Yeah, well, I think you brought you brought me there where you were emotionally, mentally, physically, yeah, and yeah. and and uh, and, and I, we haven't even touched on the spiritual aspect, but I'm going to go ahead and make a guess that you there were was bankrupt. zero zero. Yeah, you were bankrupt. I mean, because I had two prayers, I prayed to God, He never answered, and right. and I mean, I had nothing. I I I mean, I I, I wouldn't say I. I hated God because I, I didn't. God was zero to me. You didn't was, have time or energy to hate at that point. It was point. nothing. Right. I mean, it was non-existent. Yeah. It was right. like, you know, you've done nothing for me. There's nothing there. There's no connection. I mean, there's nothing. So you took that little bit of hope 
and and you built on just that little bit of hope that your counselor saw in you and and i mean your transformation story and that's what it is is remarkable but tell me a little bit more about then today i guess where where have you landed today how is eight years so much different than the eight years ago that you had yeah so um the one key when i when i surrendered and 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 with that situation with my counselor um my my mantra what i said to him and what i meant and what i mean today is i i remember looking at him i said i will do anything you tell me to do i just cannot take another drink i just can't do it <clears throat> so so that the the surrender means i i gave up glenn's way mm-hmm. glenn's will glenn's ego i was ego bankrupt will bankrupt i mean i was i was zero and i had to lean on somebody else the next 5 minutes mm-hmm. and i did <clears throat> so today um I mean, I just got chills. I mean, I, I just think of my life today, and and if I could just for a second, um, I'm sorry, I should have been better prepared here, but, but I just saw something last night. Um, <clears throat> so it says, don't be shocked. So this is something I just saw on social media mm-hmm. last night. It says, don't be shocked when life gets good. Hmm. You've been putting in the work. You deserve this, right? So, was that from a Pepsi commercial, or <laughs> who knows, man? But um, you know, one of the things that <clears throat> we've debated was the miracle, right? right? So th- the way I look at a miracle is something not worked for, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, if, if I woke up tomorrow and lost eighty pounds, that would be a miracle, mm-hmm. right? But if I go to the gym every day. You know, you and, lose eighty pounds over four months. You don't call it a miracle. Well, I did the work. You did the work, right? Right now, now it's still amazing losing eighty pounds. But if I spend a year in the gym every single day and work it and live it and eat mm-hmm. right and, and and do the and and if I do the work, mm-hmm. is it really a miracle? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's like a brick wall. You know, if I woke up tomorrow, there's a monster brick wall there that I, I have no idea how it got there. That, that's a miracle. Mm-hmm. But if every day I go in and make sure the mortar's right and I got the bricks and I lay a brick every single day and and then all of a sudden after a year, you know, there, there's a beautiful brick wall. I mean, I'm not sure if that's a miracle, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, now there's some things in in me that that helped me get through some of that, and that's you know, so so I'm not debating it too much, but 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 it's doing the work. And, and so what I did by surrendering is I committed to doing the work that somebody else directed and pointed me to because I couldn't do it myself anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and I do the work, right? So, so, I mean, that's eight years. Folks have ho- heard, heard my story. But today, right, let's just talk about today. Um, um, so I have purpose. Oh, there you go. I was waiting for you to come full circle back there because you started up by saying you had none. Oh, I had none. Right. I mean, I, I had no. And and when you don't have purpose, mm-hmm. it's easy to get blown around. Mm-hmm. When sure. you don't have purpose and, and you're not standing strong, you know, I, I think I heard, heard a line. I'll probably get it wrong. But if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Right. Yep. I think you got that right. Yeah. So so I have purpose in my life today that is unwavering. Mm-hmm. 
And, and it probably will not change the rest of my life. I mean, I'm almost 60. Probably for the next, you know, 1, 5, 10, 32 years, how many years I have left over, that's not going to waver. Now there's going to be some refinements to well, it. Well, there's going to be some goals that you're going to yeah, lay there are out some there. Points, right, some sure. bullet points, right. you know. Um, but here are some of my purposes. Um, one is, um, you know, my sobriety. And I think of January 6th, right? The most important thing in my life today is sobriety. And that comes out of a, a daily devotional. Called the 24-hour 24 24 hour day book right. written by Hazelden mm-hmm. you know, for AA, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and folks, read it. It's the, it's the number one thing to support is my sobriety. And, and there's people that say, well, Glenn, what about God? Shouldn't he be first? And I'm like, no. For me, I don't have God unless I have sobriety. Right, I tried that. I tried yeah. to have God and, and drink. Oh, I had some beautiful God epiphanies when I was oh, handled sure. in. Right, right. You know? So so purpose, so, sobriety. Yeah, I, and, and I'm a sober seed thrower. Mm-hmm. Right, so I want my mess, my bottom, my pain to be a message for somebody else, mm-hmm. and I've seen that that works. Right, so that's part of my purpose is, hey, I went through shit. Let me tell you about my shit, so maybe you can avoid the shit, mm-hmm. or I can give you a hand and help you through your shit. Mm-hmm. So sober sea thrower. Mm-hmm. Second thing is. Um, you know, very quick second is a spiritual seed thrower. Mm-hmm. Um, I have found I have unlearned a lot of the the religious bullshit that's out there in this world, and I found how to relation have a relationship with God that totally changed my life. Mm-hmm. Totally changed how I deal with people, how I look at things, how I handle things. Totally changed ego. Totally changed. I mean, just the just changed my life. And again, yeah. eight years ago, non-existent. Non-existent. Today, the number two priority in your life. Yeah, I mean it's it's right up there, almost tied with with number one simultaneous maybe. But right. I mean it is so key for me, and there's not a day that goes by that I don't you know do things to to feed that relationship. Well, and what I what I'll say from you and I just, and I'm saying this because it because I see it work in you, and that is that it's not compartmentalized. You don't just do the God thing Sunday morning at church. And then maybe once a week at a small group, you're doing you're doing the God thing is intertwined in your in your existence, and that's that's what I I hope other people do because because I've seen it work for you. Yeah, so that's um, you know so that's another key part of my purpose. Um, next one is you know I'm a serving dude. I mean I have really um, committed to to being a servant, everybody around me. Um, that means have a mentality of saying, hey, Mikey, what can I do for you, right? What can I do for the next you know, struggling alcoholic? What can I do for the next person that I work with? What can I do for my next family member, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I stopped keeping score. I think that's a key for serving is I, I don't keep score and say, well, Mikey, I did three for you. You only did one for me. You know, I just give and I just serve. Um, you know, today I'm also very loving and caring, you know, and, and I define the word love as, um, you know, caring more for you and your needs than my own. That's, that, that's, that's how I define th- it. That's I mean, not the way of the world. 
That's not the right. way the world operates. Right. The world operates and says, I'll love you. By the way, hold on a second. Here's the condition. I'm going to love you here, but here's a condition. And, oh, that's, and a you're score, talking, that, that's a score. Scorekeeper. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So I'm always learning and growing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm a student, right? Yeah, I'm always pushing. Yeah. I have two superpowers. One is sobriety. One is spirituality, mm-hmm. right? Um, <clears throat> so, you know, what, 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 what have I done, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a full life today. Mm-hmm. I wake up at 4 a.m. and, and I'm, and I'm rocking. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going. I have yeah. a full life. I have a relationship with God. I have an amazing family today. I re, you know, reunited with my two daughters who said, we'll never mm-hmm. talk to you again. Um, there's another cool word for that that I forget. Um, you know, and they, they had these things called the promises of AA, and, and, and I really, I'm living those promises. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I can remember the first time I, I heard the promises, you know, I leaned to the guy next to me in a meeting, and I said, I said, man, they're, they're pretty cool. And I said, I said, when do they start reading those? And he's like, Glenn, they've read them at the, every meeting you've been at for the last two years, and, and that's just where my head was at, right? right? I mean, a couple I just, hundred I, meetings, and you never, yeah, paid and I never heard. To man, it, right? You know, I was trying to decipher what people right. were saying. I was trying to wiggle my way out of you something. Know, by the way, they sing "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" <laughs> in the seventh inning, just so you know that. Oh, I've right? never heard that yet. So yeah, okay, I guess I still need go. some yeah, improvement, yeah, yeah. right? Um, you know, but when I first heard the promises, you know, I wrote down, you know. Everything, everything I wanted back. Yeah, right. You put a laundry list together. Yeah, that, that I had, and and, and I lost. Right, right? through a house, a relationship, yeah, all, this, the, that, all the all right. the shit that didn't matter. Right, yeah. right? Um, and I wrote it down. And and a couple years sober, I looked and I said, Hey, look, man, these promises are coming true, but it looks nothing, nothing like what you had. Nothing it was like that be. list. Right. And the only thing I can attribute that to is step three. Mm-hmm. You know, Glenn was no longer in the in, in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, you know, and, and fear of economic insecurity is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I never knew where my next 10 bucks was coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, today I got 20 bucks. Right. You know, right. so, um, you know, a lot of my insecurity, right, um, you know, is gone. And, um, you know, so so what has all that done for me? It, mm-hmm. it gives me confidence today, sober confidence. I get peace, mm-hmm. right? And, and people throw out these words, I don't know what I mean. Peace is when everything... In, in my in my head in my heart is okay for a moment for a moment hey sometimes it's five minutes right and then it goes back to the chaos it goes back to the head right. trash it goes but but I, I get glimpses of time where and and it happens weekly now mm-hmm. I mean it used to happen monthly once every six months now it happens on a more regular basis um, I get joy happiness I'm not sure what those words mean but I feel good right right. And I have a lot of motivation today. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of drive to do the next thing, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> um, so the one thing, you know, a couple of things I want to end with. One is easy. Mm-hmm. No, my, my life today is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what I've learned is... Oh, I'm out then. Because I was doing the sobriety thing because I thought life was going to be easy. Well, a, a, a fulfilling life is not easy. Right. Um, and, and I heard recently, and I'm... You know, from this dude David Goggins. You know, he's like, "Hey, if if you make the easy decision for today, your life tomorrow is going to be hard. If you make a hard decision today, tomorrow will be easier. Mm-hmm. So pick your heart. Mm-hmm. And and I'm real. That's kind of the thing that I'm wrapping my 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 head around now is I'm trying to pick my my heart mm-hmm. right. And I'd rather be hard for today. And and I'm seeing the results of it. 
Well, I think the I think the beauty is, and we could probably do a whole segment on this, but I think the whole beauty is is that you know you go into AA and and I wanted to hear that it's easy. I wanted to hear, but I'm sitting at a coffee with a guy telling me that it ain't easy. You're it's going to be challenging. You know that's the truth, and that's what I really needed to hear. What I wanted to hear was, all right. Follow these 12 steps and you won't ever have a problem in your life again. That's what I wanted to hear. The reality is, yes, follow the steps. Your life is not going to be easy, but it's going to be absolutely more fulfilling than previously. Yeah, my if you want a fulfilling, purposeful life, you got to do the work. Right. And doing the work isn't easy. Right. Pick your heart. Pick your heart. Like but, but what I will say is this is this hard is more rewarding than that hard. Mm -hmm. You know, if that makes sense. It, it does. Right. So just a, a little behind the counter. Right. Our, our next guest just walked in. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's right. an absolute rock star in my, my mind. It's like yeah, having sure. Peter Gabriel come, come into the studio. Yeah. We'll have we'll have him sing yeah. a we'll have him sing a Genesis <laughs> song in a minute. Totally. So no. we'll 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 wrap up this episode. And again, behind the counter, we we do like five episodes at a time. Right. Uh, we we hit the studio, so I I can't wait to to chat with Doctor John. Um, but but to close out, you know, I like to just go page one sixty four of the big book, mm. um, a vision for you, mm -hmm. right? So so, um, Doctor John just walked in, but you know, I just kind of I just celebrated eight years. Um, so I just trying to give a, a synopsis of then, and you knew me then. <laughs> mm -hmm. He he just said, "Look out for the ninth year; it's a bitch." <laughs> I love it. You are right, sir. Love it. Um, okay, so here's a um, and, and Dr. John knew me back then, and uh, it's it's a different life today. Let me let me stop you. Yep. Set this up before you before Please. you read it. Okay. Please and thank you. I have come to appreciate. Uh, page 164, the statement called a vision for you. It's mm -hmm. a quote from the big book, but the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous is broken down into two sections. There's 164 pages of, let's call it text, and then, and then the balance of the book, which is stories, relatable stories that you can plug into and, and, and find messages of hope. But I find it, I love a vision for you because it ends at page 164. This is like if I... Like now, you want to you want to put an exclamation mark on the end of this segment. This is the writers putting an exclamation point on the end of the 164 pages of text, and that's why I think it's so impactful for me. Thank you for that. Okay, yes. page 164, a vision for you. Yes, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your own faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge, trudge the road trudge. of happy destiny. Trudge, trudge, trudge. May God bless you and keep you until that. Love it, man. Good All right, stuff. Brother. Good stuff. 
We are not AA, by the way. Here's our disclaimer. I'm going to do it real fast, like they do on the medical commercials. We're not representatives of alcoholics. <laughs> awesome. Anyway, great, great session. Or as, or, as, or as Dr. John says, look out for the ninth year. It's a bitch. It's a bitch. <laughs> Love right, you, man. Bro. I'll see you, man. Talk to you. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.